You'll never guess what I just did. I was moving something out on the front porch, and I think I breathed in a bunch of dead bugs, so now I'm going to be coughing. Oh, that is so gross. Thank you for sharing your gross little story. You're welcome. (laughs) I know you did something really beautiful for our home today, though. I want to mention that. Oh, what is that? Well, you did something with flowers. Oh, yes, I did. And it kind of goes with today's show theme. I brought home a bouquet of peonies for our kitchen counter. And you know what? They're quite beautiful, and I'm so thankful you did that. Oh, I'm glad you Flowers make a house just more warm and lovely. They really do. Hi, everyone, and here we are celebrating what people love to do creatively by giving them a voice. I'm Rod Jones. And I'm Angie Jones. Welcome to the Thought Row podcast. We invite you to subscribe wherever you listen, and we are available virtually anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes, and you know what? Share with your friends. Tell your friends about this podcast. Well, Angie, what are we going to discuss today? Well, today we're going to be speaking with Ruth Davis an abstract floral artist. Well, Ruth Davis is from the UK Mm -hmm. and she was gracious enough to reach out to Angie and I. So we had a chat with her. Yeah. And after listening to her and talking to her, we really felt people would enjoy her perspective on art. We need to start with your quote. Okay. So our quote this week is where flowers bloom, so does hope. And this quote is by Lady Bird Johnson. I really like that quote. And uh, maybe do you have another one to follow up with that by her? I do. And and I couldn't decide. So I wanted to put both of them in. So I'm glad you asked me about it. Her quote is, ugliness is so grim. A little beauty, something that is lovely, I think can help create harmony, which will lessen tensions. Oh, I like that one especially. Yeah. I'm glad you picked that second one too. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. You know what, though? Probably most people don't even know who Lady Bird Jansen was. I do. I remember who she was. You know, seeing how we're going to be talking a lot about flowers in this podcast, I'll share a little bit about Lady Bird Johnson. Yeah, tell us more about her. I'd like to know more. Okay. I'd like to know what you discovered. Okay, I'm going to, because I was kind of small when she when she was in office, yeah. or her, her husband was. But here's a little bio on her that I picked up from the PBS website. And it says, if you were ever wondering who started the initiative to beautify the nation's highways and parks, it was Lady Bird Johnson. She was the first lady during the late 60s when her husband, Lyndon Baines Johnson, was president of the United States. She believed that beauty can improve the mental health of a society and was determined to make the United States a more beautiful place. Throughout her time in the White House, she fought to make American cities more beautiful by planting flowers, or adding park benches, and by removing billboards and junkyards from the nation's highways. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I'm so glad she did. In fact, you and I had an opportunity to experience something that she created. It was very special to us. What's that? Well, when you and I actually lived in Imperial Beach in San Diego, Uh and where we lived was the most southwestern tip of the United States, believe it or not. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a beautiful estuary that she developed. Mm -hmm. And you and I used to walk down there, walked along the ocean 
we down did. there. It was so beautiful. And I didn't really realize that she had done that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, she, she built that. I photographed there quite a bit. And there was a sign when you came into that end of the park. Mm-hmm. That com- said that. Commemorating it. Is that the right way yeah, to say it? Yeah, commemorating her. Like, yeah. Her. Her achievement there. Yeah. Lots of people used to go to that park. And what was really interesting, it literally was the most southwestern tip of the entire United States. It really was. But what was neat about it is the condo that we had lived in actually faced the ocean on one side. So literally the ocean would almost come up to the condo uh, porch. That's it. And what was neat is that nighttime, sometimes you would see storms out in the distance in the ocean and you'd actually see the thunderbolts coming down into the ocean. And it was very dramatic. That's quite the light show. It was. But now it's going to be your turn, Rod. Are you ready for Rod's motivational moments? I thought you would have forgot about it. Oh, of course not. Well, I actually have one ready to go. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Hurry, hurry, and hurry. Here we go. I'm going to try it again. (laughs) (laughs) It must be all the bugs in my mouth. It must be. Hurry here and hurry there. Hurry, hurry, everywhere. And now this is not from an Alice in Wonder Alice in Wonderland song. movie, yeah. yeah. Song to me, it seems like we spend so much time hurrying to do things that we forget to live. Yes, I couldn't agree more. You know, we live in such a fast-paced society these days, don't you think? I think so. And even though you know people haven't been able to go out as much, they spend more time on their computers mm-hmm. and chatting with people visually. On the various programs that are very popular for doing that, that are starting to become kind of wearing on people. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Well, we're going to be talking about flowers today in our topic. And I think that flowers are probably the most cherished gift any person can receive. Yes. And woe is the husband that never brings his wife flowers. Well, that's kind of sad because sometimes you bring your husband flowers too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, they do encourage that. And there's many men out there that like floral arrangements. I certainly like them. Mm -hmm. But I I think for a man, when you bring home a vase of flowers or even a bouquet or even one flower that you picked Mm -hmm. uh, in the front garden as you walked in the house and you present it to your wife or your girlfriend or even your daughter, whatever, watching the expression they have on their face when they receive that flower. For me, it's always been a great joy and I've really enjoyed it when I've had the opportunity although there haven't been too many this last year, to give you a vase full of flowers. Oh, you know, I love receiving flowers from you. And I I love just flowers in general. You know that when we go for a walk, I have to smell all the roses (laughs) as we're walking. Yeah. And uh, I just, I can't help it. They're just beautiful. Yeah, we're lucky in our neighborhood. A lot of people, I mean, we live in the mountains, but they have roses in their front yards. And we're kind of lucky to have all these flowers bloom this time of year or in spring. Exactly. But I want to say throughout history, uh, throughout the history of art, flowers have been incorporated into many of the world's greatest paintings. Mm -hmm. Some of them have just been still lifes of floral arrangements. And what I really personally like is others have been incorporated in the overall theme of a painting. Mm -hmm. And speaking of flowers in a vase, who doesn't recognize a vase of yellow sunflowers? Well, you must be referring to... Vincent van Gogh, the sunflowers. That's such a beautiful, bright 
painting that it just captures your attention and your breath. And then my other favorite painting is the lavender irises that he painted. Those are both iconic paintings. They really are. And it's kind of interesting that when you go to the Van Gogh Museum, the coasters and T-shirts and everything, that was the one painting that they put on all that stuff. That's true. I think I bought those coasters. I think think you actually did. (laughs) I did. I remember putting a soft drink or something down on those coasters. We have those. I don't think we still have them, though. No, we do. Do we? Yes, we do. Well, that's good to know that we are. They're they're durable, too. So there you go. We're supporting Van Gogh's sunflower painting. Right. You know what I like? I've always liked paintings where people are gathering flowers. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the ones created by, what's his name? Oh, Albert Lynch. Those paintings of his. I hope people Google him and take a look at it because he's got these beautiful paintings of women going out and picking up bunches of flowers and holding them underneath their arms. Mm -hmm. The colors, the pastel use of paint is just absolutely stunning. Yeah. And especially the ones where it looks like it's summertime and they're picking flowers and it looks so summery and their outfits are you know, of, of that time. So very beautiful. But, you know, it's summertime here. And my favorite flower to look at in the forest are the wild irises. It's such a surprise when you're walking through a forest and you see just some of those popping up here and there. I remember those. And I remember thinking that when you see, when I was a child or a kid, and I'd see those pop up everywhere, I'd go, oh man, it's, it's springtime and it's the end of school. <laughs> Yay. It's the flower that ends school for me. Yeah, that was always a good time for you, <laughs> yeah. I know. So, okay, I think we're going to be ready to... Well, I want to talk about springtime. Oh, I'm sorry. Springtime, summer, and fall. Mm-hmm. The nature around us has much to offer when it comes to beautiful colors. You know, you're so right. And in the mountains, I think the the fall leaves... And the fall colors are so beautiful. That's probably the most vivid time of year up here. It really is. Okay, so are we ready for our guest? I have nothing else to say, and I'm very, very excited to hear what our guest has to say. Okay, our guest is Ruth Davis today. Stay tuned. Ruth, welcome to the Thought Row podcast. You know, we have many listeners and a lot of them are creative people who love nature and especially flowers. Yes. Hi, Ruth. So good to have you with us today. And we are looking forward to hearing how you became an abstract floral artist. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me today. It's really great to be here. Oh, good. We're glad to have you here. We are glad to have you. But, you know, before we get started, I'm going to ask you a question we've been asking all of our guests, which is, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Breakfast? I guess you guys had it a lot sooner than me, didn't you? (laughs) 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 I was thinking, I'm always about to have dinner. I had a croissant and a coffee. That sounds yummy. Croissants are always good. (laughs) Yeah, they're my favorite. (laughs) Did you put anything on it? Like more butter? (laughs) <laughs> I do actually. Yeah. And jam. Yeah. I proper pig out with it. That sounds delicious. I, yeah, I, really I, I agree. A good breakfast. Good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know, Ruth, artists have been painting nature and still lives of floral arrangements for centuries. 
And you've created what looks to us like a very unique yeah. style. Tell us what started you on that path of painting flowers. Mm-hmm. So I started painting professionally just after my grandparents passed away. It was almost three years actually now. Mm. And yeah, they had the most amazing garden. So I have just wanted to do something for them and just thought, oh, I should paint because they always encouraged me. And yeah, it's kind of just gone from that. And it really helped me through them both passing as well. So that was really good because... When I was younger, I think I was like six or five, my dad actually passed away as well. So, yeah, so they actually had like a really, really strong like role in my life. Not saying it was strong like anyone else's, but yeah, they definitely had that really, really strong connection to them. So, yeah, it was really hard when they passed and I just knew I had to do something. uh, to like keep them alive and everything like that. So, yeah, it does mean loads and loads to me to paint all these flowers for them. I think that's, you know, that's really special though. It is. And I'm so sorry to hear about your grandparents and your your dad as well. Thank but you. I guess, yeah. you know, you're so fortunate to have such loving and creative grandparents that were instrumental in inspiring you. How old were you when you first, when they first realized that you could have had the potential of being a painter? Well, they probably pulled me from like when I could do my first finger painting or something, like they were mm-hmm. always giving me pencils, pens, whatever. In their kitchen, they had a noteboard and they had pictures that I'd done from when I was like three mm-hmm. or something, like still up there. So it was like so strange that like when I would go around there, I'd be like, you're not going to take that down yet. But um, <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah, they were honestly just so supportive of anything I just they had uh, tissue boxes as well and I used to just doodle on them yes really randomly and they would be like oh you could sell this this would be amazing and I'd be like I've just done some shapes on a tissue box it was like really strange but yeah just literally anything I did um they loved it and supported it that that sounds so 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 cool because they were your muses really grandparents yeah. were the muses instead of something else that you always see in a movie you never see the well, grandparents doing that I think, the, I think that. the thing we always appreciate about our grandparents is they're not our parents you know parents yeah, have to nice be a little to yeah, they're nice to you our parents seem to <laughs> yeah. be a little bit more stern you know because yeah. they're responsible for your well-being yeah. but grandparents can kind of they, your grandparents must have been extremely proud of oh, you, yeah. uh, Ruth. I, I suspect they were very much so. Thank Wasn't you. your grandfather an artist? Yes, he was. So he went to art school in Canada, mm. which was amazing for him, like with all of the like colors and just everything. Mm-hmm. And then he met my nan when he was traveling because she was a hotel receptionist. So they met through that and they have, they just kept writing letters to each other and then they got married. So it was like a wow, nice kind Romantic. of love story as well. Yeah, What a love much. story, yeah. totally. They obviously cared for each other very much and they obviously cared for oh. you a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were so in love. Like even you could just, you could just tell like every day it was so funny. Mm. They would always like bicker at each other, but... Like, you know, when people bicker and it's really lovely to kind of watch because it's funny and you can just tell that they're enjoying it and just enjoying kind of being with each other and everything. It was it was really great to watch. And I guess even that is kind of like aspiring to have something like that as well in the future. Oh, I think so. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You and I never bicker. 
Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. I like the word, though. I love I like the word. Bicker. I like bicker. That describes it pretty well, yeah, I think. Does. Yeah, I think that's, that's very endearing. It's, I thank you for sharing that. That was a very endearing thing to say about your grandparents. They seem to be so instrumental in you developing the path you took as an artist. The one thing I want to say is sometimes people have a hard time thinking of flowers as being a subject for abstract art, but you, you're leaning that way. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm not that great at drawing a, a still life kind of. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't have that skill, but I love the shapes and the colors and just all flowers. I, I don't care what kind they are or what color, whatever. They always are just so lovely to look at. And I think abstract, a lot of people kind of have like a, where they're a bit like, oh, that's just abstract. It's just a bit of like a few blobs and a bit of colors like on a page or something. Mm-hmm. But it's actually so much more than that. And I think it's so nice as well because you can look at something that's more abstract and so many other people can have like different views and different feelings when they see it Mm -hmm. rather than when you just do like a still life and it's just like it's a flower sort of thing. That's Well, you know, the thing, there's such a thing as abstract landscapes and kind of that's a little bit what you're doing. But the other part of this is I always say, rather than sit there and try to paint a floral arrangement, and there's some beautiful ones. We've all seen them in Mm -hmm. major museums. Yeah. But you could do just as well with a camera. During those times when they did those, though, they didn't have a camera. That's true. So that's why I think it was really popular. Yeah, and it looked, it yeah, looked beautiful in the entranceway yeah. of your Victorian home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen some stunning pictures. And I can appreciate the fact that, I mean, if you're going to go to that kind of detail, basically you're just replicating what nature has already done. And if yeah. you're a creative person and an artist like you are, you're going to put your own signature into the paint and mm-hmm. into the colors you use. So I think that's what makes your work pretty special. Thank you very much. Yeah, I am obsessed with the color pink as well and gold. As soon as I started painting, I just decided I loved gold. So all my paintings, well, not all of them, but pretty much all of them will have either like pink or gold. Those are two very magical colors. I think that yeah, when people view magical. them, I don't think anybody feels sad at that point. They, no, yeah. They yeah, get that's happy instantly. Yeah, that's exactly what I want from my paintings because obviously it's for my nan and granddad and they used to make people so happy. So I'm very much like I paint beautiful stuff, mm-hmm. make people happy. They made me happy. It makes me happy. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I can that. see that. Yeah. So we all know nature is bountiful by itself and we all know that flowers are readily available, especially during the spring and summer. Where do you find your flowers to use as subjects? I have like a thousand pictures on my Mm. phone Mm -hmm. of my nan and granddad's garden and they had the most beautiful rose arch that I've ever seen. I actually moved into my house a year. Oh yeah, it's been a year now. Yeah. Mm. So a year ago. And the first thing I did in my garden was put an arch and have planted roses to kind of try get something as nice as that. And so, yeah, that and then just my own flowers now in my garden, which I'm very proud of as well. Oh, and nice. just, yeah, just even if I go to shops and I see loads of nice flowers, I just like take a picture and I'm like, mm, there we go. <laughs> There's kind of anywhere really, you know, walks, 
any wildflowers. We've had loads of poppies here recently. I don't know if you guys have had poppies. Oh, yes. We get mm-hmm. them in the springtime here. We get the California poppies and they oh, are lovely. magnificent. And I'm sure the ones in England are equally as beautiful. So very uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, the yeah, this, sides of the mountains are flame. They, they kind of refer to the flame yeah. with the orange oh, wow. poppies. Yeah, and they bo- and wow. they grow along highways here and there. Mm-hmm. And then on the freeways, they actually plant them to make the freeway look a little more pretty. Yeah, when mm-hmm. you drive by, that's amazing, though. Yeah, <laughs> I got a, yeah. kind of an interesting question for you. Maybe do you ever talk to your subject, to your flowers? Actually, I did the other day because. Even though it's summer, we had like two really nice hot weeks. I got a little bit of a tan. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then um, um, now it's just torrential rain. Oh. Um, so I did go out to my flowers and I did apologize to them. And I was like, I'm really sorry about the rain. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I mean, they are, they are living things, you know. I mean, they yeah. are very much living and you can, and, and as scientists have told us, they have emotions. They express they their emotions in different ways. And I think that you chose that subject, maybe encouraged heavily by your grandparents, mm-hmm. but you are communicating with them, even if you're just painting them. Yes. Yeah. I um, also have a rose bush. It's a memorial rose bush mm-hmm. for my nan and granddad as well. So that's, I go there quite as often as I can. And I sit there and kind of like talk to my nan and granddad, kind of, even if it's just like a a nice bush for them. So that's, that's really nice as well. Oh yeah. What a great idea. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Everyone loves roses and roses are probably the most gifted flower. I mean, everybody sends roses. What is your favorite to paint? Do you have a favorite rose? I just like all, all of the roses I do because I just, mainly because of the rose arch from their garden. I just, I've just always been obsessed with roses from that. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like a year ago that I, sorry for the, first year I was started to paint I was trying to do cherry blossom and I could just never do it any justice and then it wasn't until last year I did a really big it was one meter by one meter piece on canvas and it was just silver background loads of delicate cherry blossom all over it and it was honestly one of the best things I've ever done and I love it so much so yeah, probably roses and now cherry blossom. I just do all the time because I just think it's amazing. I think we saw that on your Instagram. I think so too. Yes. I remember that. It yeah. Is, it is really beautiful. And the pink. Yeah, it was. Um, it's a fun pink too. Mm-hmm. Pink is a, yes. pink yeah. is kind of a tricky color because pink wants to look like white. It with, does. Especially yeah, when it's I, reproduced. But you seem to have captured it pretty, pretty well. It does. Yeah, I use a hot pink. A lot of the time as kind of like the base of it. Mm-hmm. And then I can layer it up with the sort of lighter colors and a little bit of gold <laughs> as well. Yeah. So that that's really great and helps. That so gives it, it a lot of depth too. Light. So it's very, yeah, it very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those colors yeah. are great. Yeah. 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 Is there any gold in it? Yes. Yeah. So there'll either be, there's normally a couple of gold specks and stuff just because when the sunlight goes on it as well, it just, it just bounces off it and it just gives it like a whole nother dimension so pretty so pretty yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it's beautiful is your studio filled with the fragrance of flowers and does that somehow impact your creativity well so because I have got the garden now I have actually started to paint quite a lot in the garden uh-huh. so that's kind of also like 
another studio for me now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it is amazing to be surrounded by flowers. Definitely, definitely helps because you just get to see the all the different colours in whatever kind of flower you're doing or draw from like other flowers that are surrounding it as well sure. to like bring into the piece. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I have this rose at the moment and it's, so when it first came out, it was really, really pale pink. And then where the sun kind of bleached it, it went white. But then I was looking at it today and now it has loads of uh, like dark pink specks on it. Oh, wow, pretty. So it's, yeah, so it's kind of had like three stages of different color and life already as well. So it's, yes, it's amazing. I get the feeling you're going to incorporate that in a painting because that sounds so pretty. Yes. Yeah, I do. Normally on top of all my paintings, I do like a kind of Jackson Pollock flick on it as well. So yeah, I'm definitely going to do probably like white roses and then pink flick on it. will look good. That'll look great. (laughs) Yeah. When you're out in that garden, you have an audience. (laughs) You do. They're all out there cheering Um, you on when you're painting in the garden. Yeah, definitely. And my cats come along as well. And they help. Is there any distractions in your garden? I mean, do you have jets flying over (laughs) neighbors Um, going, I hate roses? (laughs) Nobody hates roses. Um, (laughs) No, I do have some nosy neighbors, but I have got a higher fence now. So (laughs) they don't look in uh, so much. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's it's quite nice to not be constantly like, oh, it's not finished. Please don't look at it. Well, I have an art question or an artist question. So I know that I know the weather changes in England. We've been there several times, yeah. and rainstorms can yeah. come up actually kind of quickly. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you pick up your easel and canvas and run indoors. Is that what happens? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, I actually had to do that. I think it was yesterday, and I had just finished my part-time job. I'd come back, tried to be in the garden for a few hours and then yeah it just started raining and I had to grab the cat grab all my paint run it and I was like this is a nightmare oh my goodness let the cat take care of himself it's like a fire drill you have to grab everybody and run in yeah Yeah, definitely all artists face blank canvases Uh, I want to we would like to know what you think about prior to laying down that first brush stroke or the colors what goes on in your head Ruth so on my notes on my phone, I do actually have a lot of sort of like color schemes. And I'll be like, oh, I'll do this background with this color or this or something like that. But then sometimes I'm just there and I'm like, yeah, this color, that starts to look nice. And I'm like, oh, that does actually look good. And then I just carry it on. So it's either very well planned or completely just how I feel in the day with what colors I want to start using. So you're doing it freeform? I mean, are you sketching something out or are you for the composition? No, yeah, always, always freeform. Yeah, I don't. Oh, good for you. See, that's yeah. really nice because well, then it's really inspirational. It's yeah. more spontaneous yeah. and it's coming more from your soul, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Rather well, than how flowers are, isn't it, in, in nature. They just grow however, wherever. So I kind of just do that rather than straight lines and... For some reason, like when we go out to the desert and there's all these cactus and rocks and different kinds of blooming flowers sometimes during the season, it always amazes me how well it's landscaped. Flowers have a way of yeah. landscaping themselves incredibly yeah, well, do. or nature does, I should say, has an incredible way of creating the landscape. I mean, landscape artists can't do as good a job as nature does. No, never. No, they can't. Never. No. But that's interesting that you approach your 
canvases by letting it respond to what the actual flowers want to do as opposed to you telling yeah. them what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of let them grow as they, Oh, I like that. Oh, you yeah. do. That's a, that's a good description <laughs> yeah. because your paintings you. are like that. They yeah. just seem very organic. It doesn't seem forced and Thanks. contrived. It's very, very joyful. Oh, that's a good Yeah, word. they are. Very, very joyful. joyful. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to ask you, Ruth, do you ever see yourself applying your artistic skills to other ways of creativity like sculpture or anything like that? So I have tried doing some other stuff, mm-hmm. but I I just love painting. Mm-hmm. I just really, really love it. It's so therapeutic for me that if I've if I'm really stressed or if I'm feeling down or even if I'm feeling like really, really happy, it just it just relaxes me somehow. It's just so amazing. Yeah, I have tried with other stuff, but it's just not the, for mm-hmm. me personally, it's just not the same feeling Understand. that I get from painting. Mm-hmm. So, Understand yeah. completely on that one. Yeah. You somehow just resonates with you and you feel like you're, you're yeah. at your zone where you just want to continue. Yes, yeah, my zone. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think, I think, I respect people that do different forms of art. Mm -hmm. You know, they're talented in one and they become talented in other areas. But it seems like, it seems like to me anyway, the one thing that you're the best at, there's a reason for it. You obviously are best at what you're doing. Truth. So I wouldn't pick up a hammer and chisel if I were you. (laughs) No, no, I can't even uh, hammer nails into the wall very well. So (laughs) I think I will give that one a pass. (laughs) Every artist, you kind of touched on it, but every artist experiences anxiety, especially when they're starting to think about a work that they have just completed. They're sitting there looking at a beautiful piece of art. How do you handle that anxiety? Well, when I first started, I actually just used to paint over the whole thing. I'd just be like, this is awful. I can't believe it. And then about a day, maybe two later, I'd be like, why did I do that? Like, oh, it looked great. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be really annoying. But now I'm kind of learning to just be like, right, take a step back, leave it for a few days, come back to it, see what you want to do. So yeah, really that. I mean, it's a stressful process, but <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> well, that's the one nice thing about painting a little bit more on the abstract side because you can push and pull your colors and change yes, things. Yeah. Even even if you're looking at it and you go, oh mm-hmm. man, this is a mess. And then mm-hmm. you go, yeah. you know what? If I pull this color back and push this one forward, give it a little bit of depth. And then all of a sudden you've got a, a pretty decent looking piece of work. Yeah. I have to, I do that quite often. Oh, me yeah. too. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you keep, you keep working it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes too much, but sometimes just enough. Yeah, it's fun. That's the main thing is not to take the fun out of it and getting too self-critical. And yeah, exactly. It's so yeah. hard, though, because you want it like you want to to project a certain feel or certain colors. And then sometimes your hands and brain aren't responding the way you yeah, want to. Yeah, they just to. don't want to work. Yeah, right, right. So it's kind <laughs> of hard to be like step back, leave it alone for a while and, you know, even a day or two and then come back. And sometimes even yeah. if you step away for an hour, it's it like, seems like a whole different painting. You're not. Yeah, it does where it's dried a bit more and you're like, oh, OK, right, that's fine. I can stop smudging that color in and layer it now. Yeah. Right. It won't yeah, turn into mud as up. well when yeah. you let it dry. Yeah. <laughs> also, after you've yeah. done that a few times, it kind of builds your own self-confidence. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely 
leave them more a lot than painting over them. Well, the, well, the more you, the more you paint, yeah, the more you paint, the more self confidence you have. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, so speaking of confidence, though, I wanted to ask you about the fact that you're receiving a lot of accolades right now for your artwork. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. What has been your <laughs> proudest moment so far? Well, actually, I was really, really touched by someone contacted me for a commission. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend had bought a painting from me before, and then she she always, like, likes my stuff, gives me good comments and everything. Like she just really loves my work. And he actually messaged me like in secret mm-hmm. and was like, oh, could you please do a painting for her? And he commissioned a painting for her birthday. Oh. Um, and then I, I had to like send it to his office so he could like wrap it up there and everything. And then on her birthday, she just sent me one of the nicest messages ever because she was just so happy with the painting. Um, and she just absolutely loved it. What a lovely idea and what a lovely gift Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was really like, wow. Yeah. And it made me feel really good as well because I was like, I can do something really special for like someone's birthday. And like, yeah, it was just, it was, that was definitely, it was incredible for me. I really, really loved it. Oh, I could see that. So if people want to impress their wives or girlfriends, they should contact you. Yeah, definitely. 100%. (laughs) Had an argument, just message me. (laughs) Don't buy real flowers. Buy ones that'll last forever, right? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, these last forever. How bad if you messed up? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Flowers are for a day. A painting is forever. Yeah, exactly. And then also you've been featured in a couple of magazines. Tell us about that. Yes. So they contacted me through my website. And um, they were doing art edits on both of the magazines. Mm-hmm. And they just said that they had been looking at my work for a while and they thought that my work would really suit the type of art that they were having in the magazine for mm-hmm. that month. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I was in an April and a May edition. So it was very kind of like spring flowers and spring colours. So, yeah, that was that was really fun. And I was like, oh, wow, OK. That's <laughs> cool. Great. What magazine was this now? So there was a house and garden one mm-hmm. and then there was another one which it was called um, like London Life. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was, so it got sent to the different boroughs. It would be kind of like, you know, different states for you guys, yeah. I guess. Okay. Right, right. Sure. Yeah. So for me, it was like Mayfair Life and then it was Kensington Life, Chelsea Life, stuff like that. Um, I guess for you guys, it would be like California life, yeah. like Florida life, yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like Los Angeles yeah. magazine, Los Palm Angeles Springs yes. life, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, that's nice. Good for you. Yeah, it was really lovely to just be approached by someone as well. Well, yeah. I mean, again, it gives you self-confidence and everybody yeah, loves, yeah, to have, definitely. loves to be appreciated for the hours. Yeah. The sweat and tears you put out in the <laughs> yes. garden. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, for those who appreciate all the offerings in nature, I know I do. I know Angie does. And obviously you do, Ruth. We In nature, you can see it, you can feel it, you can touch it, and you can hear it, the birds singing and all that. What is your favorite thought when it comes to nature? Well, I guess we kind of touched it before, just the fact that it can grow anywhere and it can like change. Like even where you said that they've planted the poppies 
on the freeway just yeah. to make it look nicer and make people like a bit happier. I just think that that's such an incredible thing. No one even does it. It just it just happens like outside your door. I just think that that's so amazing that just stepping outside your door or someone else's door or just going for a walk for like 10, 20 minutes and you can be in like a completely sort of different place. It's yeah, just, it's, it's, it's really great. And for the most part, it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, yeah. We, we live in the mountains and we have four seasons up here and we see the changes with the deciduous trees and, and various flowers mm-hmm. and weeds that are colorful pop up from time yeah. to time. But it's always interesting to see the changes of the seasons, especially fall. Fall of the mountains is especially nice because of all the oak trees. Oh, yeah, but that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking about your floral painting still. <laughs> so I, I'm going to ask you about that. It's interesting to yeah. me about floral paintings is like yours is very meditative and impart a happy energy to someone's home. What are your thoughts about that? Like, how do you feel when somebody's purchased your art and you know it? you've put in all this joy and all this really good energy into the painting and you and what do you think when they buy it are you like what what are your thoughts after I do my happy dance um, (laughs) (laughs) it's just amazing I mean just the kind of the like what you're doing is sort of like good enough that someone actually wants to see it in their home or ever for like every day for life and everything it's just so nice honestly it's the best feeling yeah I could see that. Yeah, because all I want is literally people to like look at them and it make them happy. Because so every painting that I do has my signature and then my nan and granddad's signature, uh, not signature, their initials with my signature. Yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, so it's kind of like whenever I do a painting that goes there and then it's kind of like their flowers, I guess, making people as happy as they like would make them and me and everything. So what a lovely thought. Thank you for thank you for sharing that, Ruth. Because yeah. that's uh, oh, nice. that's Sweet. really special and it's uh what's the word? Yeah, homage. Homage yeah. to them. Yes. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's really quite beautiful. Yeah. Flowers are very popular to have in your home. And paintings yeah. of flowers are extremely popular. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're very colorful or they may be flowers that remind them of some trip they took or some restaurant or some event in their life. So when yeah. you decorate your home with flowers on the wall, they're there forever. And as long as you can walk by them and get inspiration. If Has anybody ever said, oh, when I look at your painting, this is what comes to my mind? Have you ever heard that? Not in so many words, I guess, but so do you um, want so do you oh. want us to t- tell you one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what. I think that if you look at like on Instagram or even go to museums or galleries, whatever, you, there's a lot of art in this world, and yeah. some of the art is, for lack of a better term, kind of disgusting. It doesn't elevate <laughs> men and women. It just doesn't elevate our lives. It doesn't give us feelings of happiness or joy or love. A lot of it is kind of antagonistic. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. nice thing, I mean, the thing that in, the one thing Angie and I respect about you, and one of the reasons why we're happy to have on this podcast is what you paint makes people feel good 
It doesn't make them have to question themselves or right. you know, or, or some other. The, there's no subliminal motive there. It just yeah. makes people <laughs> feel good. And I think, if I may say this, I think your grandparents had a lot to do with instilling that in you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, then, where do you see yourself in two years? I'm hoping in two years that I will be doing this full time. So at the moment, I just do three days in a coffee shop. Right. Keep the income kind of regular sort of thing. Right. (laughs) But yeah, definitely two years, 100%, no doubt in my mind, I'm going to be doing this full time, just something that I love to do, that I just enjoy. I just, it's the life to me, (laughs) basically. But I I can see you doing that. I think, yeah, in two years, I think you're going to be well on your way because you're already, you know, really right in the po- starting position of just launching yourself. So really, really, yes. I think you're yeah. right there. Yeah, plus what you're creating is uh, popular. I mean, people love, well, yeah. that doesn't go out of style. Never. Lots of different kinds of yeah. art definitely go out of style, but florals, they have longevity. They're through the centuries, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very true. Well, that's going to lead me to my question, which is name three things you hope to achieve or accomplished in the next year. I have my first fair stall, which is a month today. So hopefully I sell out of that and I continue doing stalls because I just think that would be really fun. Like I'm so excited to do that. Right. And I would love to have another exhibition because I have one in, it was like a theatre gallery uh-huh. uh, near where I live. And to see like all of my paintings just like grouped together. Oh, it, yeah. it, it was it was it was so amazing because where they were just like I just paint them and it was like one just one at a time it was really like something special to see them all together I was like oh wow this yeah, is all me that's, that's, that's a great feeling for sure oh, yeah. yeah I'm gonna yeah. give you a and, tough um, question in less than five words what would you tell people that want to live more creatively honestly just do it it's so it's so worth it in the end it's just a complete like it's your whole zone you can just do whatever you want in it have so much fun with it like if you want to or yeah just just do it it's great that's, <laughs> More good. Should, that's good advice that's, that's good, good advice that's yeah. accurate advice yeah don't pro- yeah don't procrastinate just do it yeah yeah even if it's just like a little doodle here and there or something like I still think that that's creative in itself and you can do it wherever well, on our on our podcast, we encourage people to be creative and live their best creative right. life and do yeah. any, I mean, even if it's baking a great cake, we consider that to be super creative. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. And if you could sit on a park bench and chat with anyone from the past, who would it be? It would probably be Monet, mm. just because I absolutely love all of his paintings that he's done just any like the water lilies and everything Mm -hmm. i'd just be like how did you do that why does it look so good (laughs) that's a good answer (laughs) because that would be really cool to see him and and talk with him yeah and he would show you his favorite tube of lavender paint probably purple and lavender that's how he got those shadows and a little and mix a little green in with it to get that shadow yeah I think we're, unfortunately, we're rounding this up. Yeah. And Ruth, I really want to thank you for being our guest today. And you sharing a little bit about your life as a painter of flowers. 
Yes. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. And also, we'd like to let our listeners know, if you want to know more about Ruth, we will have links for her under the show guest tab on thoughtrowpodcast.com. So everyone can learn more about her and please connect with her on social media and check out our website. Yes, definitely. Thank you. And um, I hope to speak to you guys soon. No, you shall. All right. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. Great guest. We really appreciate your uh, chatting. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. I'm really glad you tuned in today. We hope you enjoyed the thoughts and ideas we shared with you. We post a new podcast every week, so remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day. Mm -hmm.